You know what's better than a tripod? A quad pod. Isn't that just a table? Wrong. It's a quad pod. Talking sports, pop culture, food, and uh, more sports. Unofficially brought to you by KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine. It's the quad pod with Jeff Woodworth, Mike DeWald, Luke Straub, and Frank Sumrall. Have you ever been in a situation where you can obviously tell that somebody in public is like checking out of the conversation and the other person just doesn't pick up on it? <laughs> I went to go pick up a sandwich today mm-hmm. and this guy in line, this this Hellcat pulls up in the parking lot and I could just hear this guy, whoa, he just gets all excited, you know, gets a little, little excited over the car. So the guy comes out and he just goes, oh, what a sweet ride and like starts to try and chat him up about the car. But this <laughs> dude was not having it. Like he just goes, oh yeah, it was, it's a fun ride. It's a, and it literally says it's a fun ride three times. And then the guy asked him about something underneath the hood and he goes, oh, I don't know. It's my wife's car. And he goes, Whoa, your wife's got a really nice car. And he goes, yeah, it's really fun to drive. That's all I can say. And right there, I was just like, he's giving you what more of a social cue do you need to cut out of the conversation there? Cause he doesn't want to talk to you. That's giving, he's giving you the equivalent, the grown up equivalent of damn, that's crazy. <laughs> and he just doesn't want you to talk anymore. And this guy kept going. I just couldn't understand it. So I was wondering if you guys have ever been in a situation like that where you're just like, uh, just just shut up. Just have shut I? up. I mean, multiple times. Hasn't everybody? I mean, that's, that's ringing a bell for sure. That's all of my conversations. <laughs> Mike, Mike's like, I have to go do something. I have to go write a story. Every single interaction I have, please stop talking to me. Is that my, is that my phone? Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> I got this call. I got, I got to go. Though I've used that same language when talking about my car because I have no idea about anything in it. So I was like, oh, yeah. And you have it's, a nice car too. What year is your Mustang? Mm. It's a fun drive. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, he got it. <laughs> there we go. He saw me click the mouse and he goes, oh, I didn't have the cue ready. Oh, you're all good. I, I hope that went over air. I hope people just randomly heard Kawhi start laughing in the middle of a commercial. Mountain mics, come stop by. <laughs> uh, hey, don't don't bring up the mountain mics ads. Oh, that's right. My bad. Okay. We both didn't get the job. So, <laughs> so I know. I see it says Tanner right here on it. And it's I just know. Like, okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, Frank and I had a little tryout here, I guess, within yeah. the building for Mountain Mike's commercials, Lindsay, and they went with Tanner. Because Lindsay, Lindsay's Tanner's boy or girlfriend, that's why. She pitched and she was like, yo, you and Woody are going to go head-to-head for this. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Head-to-head. I didn't. T- I wasn't told that it was head to head. I was just told that it was something that we got to do, and they're going to alternate them. I was like, "All right, I'm game. Whatever, that, let's do it." Who's the guy who records it? Durf. Durf. Yeah. One take, and he was like, "All right, you get it." <laughs> That's not a good sign. I guess it should have been a sign. Not a good sign at all. Yeah. He said he liked it. But he's like, one take. He's like, "All right." He just said that to be nice. Real quick, I want to start here so that way we can kind of move off of it. Um, and I don't mean to say that to be dismissive. I just know how tone deaf it can be with people now. The protests, fellas, hmm. not, not really clear what's going to happen in the NFL because they're a little bit more rigid with that stuff. But I want to say props need to be given where props are deserved. And that's to the WNBA. The WNBA, these women have been ride or die on this issue. And they're coming out strong. The Atlanta Dream came out with the vote, whoever else is opposing our owner for the for Georgia Senate. I don't. I'm not too keen on that that race, but they did come out and the the senator in Georgia who owns the Atlanta Dream, the WNBA team. 
she said she doesn't want the the Black Lives Matter movement being incorporated. And the WNBA has been about that activism. So then these women show up on the Atlanta Dream and they just have a shirt that says elect so-and-so who's running against her. I thought that was pretty G. They also showed up wearing Jacob Blake's name on on a bunch of shirts with seven bullet holes in the back. Like props to the women for being about that action because Maya Moore even quit playing to go help somebody True. get to to help bail somebody out of jail and he beat his case but he still hasn't been uh, released from jail because our judicial system moves so slow but I, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts excuse me got choked up a moment spit there uh, your thoughts on the NBA protest like I'm about it but my first question was now what like you've made your protest how long is this going to go and what's the next move here because well, they're, if, they're playing on Saturday yeah that's breaking news thank you Frank but I'm just saying like <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if they say it like, because then what it becomes to me is, and I tweeted this out, it becomes a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm blanking on the word, but it just it it, it summarizes what happens in America. It's a microcosm. This is what the word I was looking for of nice. what happens in America, where something happens. There's outrage for a little bit, and then you wait for that outrage to die down, and then everything goes back and you carry on. So that's what I was curious about with the protests, is because you didn't play basketball for the past two nights. You're not playing it again tonight. Friday as we record this as you know and then you're going to start playing tomorrow well that sounds a lot to me like protest you know something happens outrage protest wait for it to die down and then everything resumes back to normal well first of all I mean if I if I I'll, I'll take I'll take it first and you know I, I like you gave props to the, the WNBA definitely well earned Maya Moore I mean wow like fantastic stuff bang, bang. you know I mean really really great and they don't make as much money of course and I think they maybe have more to lose but but anyways we've turned into the NBA um, I want to point out something Jeff Van Gundy said before this all happened. He said Jeff Van he, Gundy's he, been street justice or social justice warrior on Twitter. He was talking about uh, on a broadcast. He said, "Yeah, all this talk is great, but I want where's the action? We need some action." And I'm thinking to myself, these guys are in a bubble. What are they going to do? You know, and and I can't imagine how frustrating it must be to, to have all this stuff going on in in the United States and be you know trapped, if you will, inside a bubble. So. I think the NBA players are doing all that they can. They they boycotted. Now they're gonna they they made it aware, but they 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 they're in a bubble. But what more what more can they do? Is 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 what I think. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, but I do know that the immediate call to action is stop the entertainment, and then everyone has to focus on the, they can't bury it. You know, yeah. they can't bury it, and that was so important with this year's version of the BLM movement because obviously it's been around for a while but the 2020 BLM uh, it kept hanging around and people had to keep reporting it and it kept growing and it kept developing so it couldn't just be you know we see that with school shootings that it comes there's a rise and fall in the mm-hmm, media mm-hmm. and then the gun debate goes away mm-hmm. and that's how that works uh, this didn't go away and that and this is another example of how it stays in the limelight that it's like, hey, we're canceling tonight's entertainment, so it's the focus. Who I think it was Sean Doolittle who quoted somebody, the Washington Nationals pitcher, who said uh, sports are a reward for a functioning society. I like that. And I it's pretty that. pretty true. I like that. And Dewald, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to you for the, the hockey protest in a second, of course, being the token hockey analyst. But I'd say it's, it's a slap in the face to these guys to know the effort that went into the bubble because this social message and this social cause was was a huge stipulation on the fact of this bubble recurring, right? Kyrie. Not only did you get, you have the the names on the back, or the, the, the slogans on the back of the jerseys, you have BLM on the court, they're spending every waking moment they can in the post-game and pre-game pressers where they say, hey, what are we going to do about this game? And it says, no, what are we going to do about this did police you, violence? Did you catch the pre-game when they started back from the bubble? 
like like the like the opening like half hour. I mean, the first NBA game happened. In no, the was it was it about it was, was all BLM with oh, like yeah. Johnson hosting it. And I'm not it. I'm not upset about it, but I will say this with the NBA: the only critique I can say is why did we have to go with a pre-approved messages on the back of the jersey? Because that starts to muddy the waters of you saying that hey, you can be outraged, but you can only be outraged in this way, which is not. It, therein lies the conundrum of a protest. It's not a protest if you're saying that hey. This is what you can do for your demonstration. It just becomes a demonstration for the sake of a demonstration. I think they're worried for the uh, XFL factor. XFL factor. <laughs> the uh, he hate me. Uh, oh, he hate I me. mean, maybe, but at the same time, like I like Jimmy Butler's idea of going out there without a name because oh, his agreed. the messaging Race. behind that was if I'm not wearing this jersey, I'm just another black dude out in the street that runs risk of getting you know gunned down in a situation like that. So. Because a lot of these guys, you know, they have survivor's guilt where they look at it and they go, hey, I'm the one who made it out of my neighborhood. There's 30 others like me who had just as much talent, but maybe didn't catch a break or didn't. Damian Lillard. Yeah. Exactly, right? And so to me, I was I was on board with it. I didn't like it being called. I, I was with it for being called a boycott, boycott, but then somebody brought it up that it's actually a strike. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's by definition, a strike is when the labor force stops. A boycott is when your consumer base decides that they don't want the product anymore. So... You know, the True. little semantical issue there. But all, we're journalists, so it's important. All it's important. All, all, well, you guys are big J journalists. And then there's, well, Mike, too. And then there's just me, the gas bag. <laughs> hey, you do weather. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, what's going on with the NHL? What's up with this alliance? Oh, the NHL is a little slow. I mean, <laughs> luckily, there's a, kind of a core, core, <laughs> there's a core of players that are really trying to call attention to it. The tough thing with hockey is a lot of these guys are from Europe they're from Canada yes. it it doesn't even if they care about it they're not exposed to it all the time they're just not passionate about it just because it's not in their realm of consciousness of everyday life it's they're just it's a different upbringing for them so I, I saw somebody made this point on Twitter and it was I, I don't know where I stand on it so w- what's worse the fact that they aren't engaged in the issue or the fact that they're canceling games to avoid criticism that they're not engaged in the issue. <laughs> yes. it, it felt like the cancellation was what you said in the latter. Mm-hmm. It did feel that yeah, way. That's how I felt about the MLB when they right. canceled games. I mean, it made sense for the Brewers, but then even like the Giants and the Dodgers, I know the Giants have been very vocal about it, so it was good to see them commit some action to it, but in the sense that like you left it much like a reflection of how the government handled COVID, right? You left it up to each individual game or you know to to decide if they were going to boycott or not and so you had what like four baseball games that that decided to ultimately cancel and the rest of them played through yeah. at least there was some unison in the NBA where they said hey no we're not going to play this game even the and not accepting any forfeits and the MLS canceled everything except for I believe the original or the Orlando City Cincinnati game or one of the two there I wasn't um 100% sure as as to what was going to go on there but I'm all in all I'm in favor of it because yeah, it's a good, it's a solid reminder that it's just, it costs zero dollars to be a nice person. It costs zero dollars to not be racist. And it costs zero dollars to uh, not shoot someone. Exactly, right? Like, True. and if you can't handle it. actually the, costs money to do that. If you, it really does. <laughs> well, it costs money. Think about, well, now that and just the potential lawsuit. But I look at, I look at each one of you guys and it's just, it's plain and simple. If you feel like you can't hit the buttons on a radio board, you feel like you can't update the magazine a website or you feel like you can't write a, an article then you need to find a new job and nobody put a gun to your head you know terrible phrasing there but sorry but nobody put that 
put that to you there and said, you have to stay in this profession. No, you have the choice to do it. So if you feel uncomfortable, pick a new profession. Really total random sidebar. Yes. Eight games in the MLB yesterday. None of them went nine innings. Oh, uh, all seven innings? All seven inning games. Because oh, they were all remakes? Wow. Or, or, yeah. rain, or uh, first uh, in place? I hate 2020. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on. Did the MLB use the strike as a way to catch up on postponed <laughs> games? <laughs> they might have. Wow. I think they might have. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a ding, ding, ding. Wow. Interesting. All right. Well, I Four do, inning triple headers. I, just, oh, uh, I, also, I also want to touch on this real quick before we hop on to some lighter, lighter topics. Dan Snyder. Woo! Owner of the Washington football franchise. Oh, Did that My story ever come out? Yeah, it came out. And there's okay. uh, this is the thing, man, because I've said it before where there's smoke, there's fire. I understand that you want to protect your name and that you think there's a hit piece by the Washington Post, but I am surrounded by three journalists. I dabble in the industry myself from time to time. Again, certified gas bag right here. But you know how many sources have to be vetted for for something like that to come out? That's not just one editor. That's not just two editor. That's three editors, a bunch of fact-checking, like months and months of research. You had four journalists working on this. Over 100 former Hmm. and current employees were interviewed. And you now have over 40 different women coming out and saying, hey, yeah, some sexual uh, harassment and or assault happened under this guy's watch. I don't care if you knew about it or not. You need to accept accountability and say, hey, this happened. Hand up. My bad. I need to be better. Now, you're not going to get off that easy because of what. And and another thing, what have you, Dan Snyder, done to earn anybody's benefit of the doubt? That team has been a certified loser ever since you bought it. There's been nothing but terrible decisions that get made. Alex you're, Smith, though, man. You're so hands-off. I'm, we can get to Alex Smith later <laughs> when we get closer to football because that was a topic that I did want to touch on, and we're not going to touch on it this week. Sorry. Yeah, we got to get to that what soon. Do, baby? But I will say this. You are a bigger problem to the NFL than Antonio Brown. If if I'm if oh. I'm Dan Snyder, I'm gonna if I'm I'm looking at Dan Snyder like that. And Dan Patrick proposed a question yesterday during his radio show. It made me stop and think. But Antonio Brown's got a laundry list of, of issues that go back to when he was a Steeler. But nothing. I mean, almost <laughs> he was a singularity. What do you mean, Antonio Brown? Well, like he still had a litany of incidents, a laundry list of things that yeah. went a CVS but he's receipt. Singular. If you will. He's yes. not a franchise. <laughs> exactly. And what what Dan Snyder's doing is, I believe, is more harm to the shield because now you have one of these thirty. What is it? Thirty two franchises. Thirty two franchises mm-hmm. in the NFL has just this giant black mark on it, for lack of a better term, because you have or a giant smudge because you didn't give up the the nickname, the moniker, until you were pressured. You didn't hire a person of color to become what is it? The, the GM or the team president? Any of it. You, you hired some more females because you knew this was going. Everything about all these things that are starting to line up, you kind of look at Dan Snyder and you're just like, this is very methodical for somebody who's been so hands-off. You're trying to pull a fast one on the public again. Again. He does it. It's a cycle of like three to four years where make a bunch of new hires. You have a promising start. Something happens. The wheels start to fall off. You fire everybody clear house and you start over again. And it's like, I get if that's going to be the way that you handle things, maybe like once a decade. But when it's happening two, three times a decade, you are the problem. Do you blame Roger Goodell for not pushing him out? They don't have... he doesn't do it. They don't have concrete enough evidence like they do with Donald Sterling to to push him out. But I'm at this point, you have to look at it. The thing is, is all these NFL owners they got they got skeletons in the closet, and I'm sure Snyder knows about it. And if the, if it becomes a mudslinging thing, where how, what do you think Jerry Jones? 
can you imagine what Jerry Jones has got in in his closet? Like, I mean, we all want to think Jerry, Mr. <laughs> it's a Jerry, very large closet. It's a very large probably, closet. Yeah, enormous. <laughs> and God knows what's in it. And so he's and but also if you're Jerry Jones, you also probably look at it like Dan Snyder's owning the Washington team. That's in my division. They're a total train wreck. I don't have to worry about them year after year. Jerry Jones probably loves Dan Snyder because uh, he because think of everything that Jerry Jones gets to get away with now. Probably true. Um, yeah, and I, and not big J journalism here, but reckless speculation. I think there's more to it than what has been released so far. I think there's a lot more stuff. And maybe it comes out later. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. We'll have to see. But this is just scratching the surface of the Washington problem. It's just, it's so, I mean, that's like, that's why I said, when there's smoke, there's fire, man. Like, this is now close to 150 people have said something about you. Like, at what point? At what point is it? No, they're just a bunch of haters that just want to see my downfall. I was going to say, it's the old saying, like, what percentage of them being correct is acceptable for you. Can you like, imagine if 150 people said something about you that way? <laughs> but like, I'm glad 150 people know my name. That's kind of cool. Exactly, right? And so I understand more money, more problems, but at the same time, it's just like, bro, like what have what has Daniel Snyder done to earn your benefit of the doubt? Not one thing. Okay, thanks, Luke. I thought that was a good, <laughs> was a good right there. Okay, I'll, I'll fast forward that and throw it in. While the playoffs are determined by stars, it's also a great opportunity for role players to shine and become household names nationally or at least on the local level. During the bubble, we got some trendy role players with some big stats for their teams in the opening round and even the eight games prior. And we're going to look at if you would actually sign them a four-year deal or a contract um, if they were free agents. So you're going to overpay, underpay, or stay away. That's what we're going to do here. What it do, baby? Uh, you're gonna start us off, Luke. All right. I want to bring up Jamal Murray. Oh, let's start. Mm. Let's start hot. Let's get it. Uh, Mr. Thirty-one, seven and six on fifty-six percent. Tell me about him. What would you do? So I would. Can you give me the three options again, please, Frank? You're gonna overpay for him. Mm-hmm. You're gonna underpay, which means you would still offer him a contract and you'd be in the loop, but it's not guaranteed signing, mm-hmm. or you stay away from him. Uh, I would underpay Jamal Murray. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of good things about him. You know, he's fairly explosive for a six-four guy. He shoots a pretty good percentage for, from uh, two-point range. Three-point range, not as good. He was 34% this year. There's, there's some things that, like, he can take over a ball game. We've seen that. But I think that he needs to, like, kind of figure out what he is a little bit more and understand that just because in today's NBA he can get off a shot, I mean, nearly any time he wants, doesn't mean he should do that. I think he needs to increase his assist. Uh, shoot more two-pointers and let that three-pointer kind of come along and kind of find himself as a player. So I would underpay him and give him that opportunity on my squad. Um, do you think he? Do you think there's a higher ceiling than where he is now? He's 23. Yes, no, I definitely do. But I think his game needs to shift a little bit. He's averaging like 18 or so a game during this year. He didn't play, but 59 games. But yeah, I think I think there's a there's he he's got some some growing to do, and right. uh, so I'd underpay and watch that happen. He's fifth in scoring for the playoffs right now. I'm gonna send you guys. I'm gonna send you someone, Woody. Okay, you're gonna get Malcolm Brogdon. Oh. Malcolm Brogdon, ah, former, former rookie of the year. Former rookie of the year. The year in Pacers. Yeah, he's a Pacers point guard. Give me some numbers. He's second in the assist in the playoffs. Okay, he's averaging 22, 10, and four. Mm. He's shooting 38 from the three. What's his plus minus? I have no idea. Okay, that's my <laughs> almighty stat. The plus minus. No, it's, uh, it's not kidding. good. It's not good. He got swept by Miami. Okay, then we're probably underpaying him. So no, what, what were the numbers again? So wet. Second in the assists, he averages twenty-two, ten, and four. Twenty-two, ten, and four. So twenty points. So 10 I can assists. either overpay him, pay him the same, or underpay him. 
Yeah, you overpay him, underpay him, or you stay away from him. Or I stay away we're from imagining him. he's a free oh, agent. Okay, imagining he's a free agent. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to try and underpay Malcolm Brogdon. He's probably not going to want to come to where to, to me because I'm going to try and underpay for him, but I'm going to be a frugal GM in that sense, and I'm going to try and get a value pick in Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's very useful when he's complimented by the right pieces. He played very well with Giannis, but... It's it, what were you asking him, Sabonis, and, and Oladipo to lead you as, as Indiana? So I, he's not. Yeah, a, and TJ Warren. Yeah, okay, and TJ Warren. Yeah, Miles Turner. If we want to throw him in there too, that was a squad and a half. I don't know why they fired their coach, but so it's just injuries. two weeks after the extended injuries. Him. I know that's it's it's cruel, but I'm looking at this like Malcolm Brogdon. Unless I have all the pieces around there to accentuate and make you the type of star that you could potentially be, uh, I can't rely on you to do it on your own. So I'm going to underpay him or stay away com- completely. I'm going to throw you someone to Wald. I'm going to butcher his last name. I never know how to say it. Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic. Oh, perfect, yeah. Nikola. Mother Russia. He is uh, eighth in playoff he? scoring. He's averaging 30, 10, and 4 against the Bucks. Now, by default, I would just try to underpay everyone because yes. I want to bargain. But... But uh, if you underpay, you don't have a guarantee nice. that, of getting That's him. true. Uh, I think in this case, I'm overpaying him. Oh. I'm shelling out the money. It, the, you got big bucks a, over uh, there in Buffalo. Ex- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> make yeah, it rain. This uh, first playoffs, he's come around. Usually, uh, usually hides in the playoffs. So it's uh, he's he's come to life. He's so the first I'm him. thirty point score for Orlando since Dwight Howard. That and also he's the best player on their team. And I'll say that over Aaron Gordon. So. Aaron Gordon's not even playing. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Vucevic, the yeah, Russian. Yeah. Vucevic. The, the Rusko is the best one on the team. Luke, I'm going to send you someone. Probably what Serbian. What's going From down? up north, we're talking Fred Van Vliet, an actual free agent this year. Mm. Oh, an actual free agent. Fred Van Vliet, how I remember him well, winning the championship over the Golden State Warriors. Okay. But I digress. Even though he's a little bit short, he's only six foot one. he's strong, and he's gutsy. Strong uh, guy. If, if I had a spot for him, if I needed a guy like that, I'm overpaying. Bang, bang. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking this guy. He's got, he's got a winner's mentality out of Wichita State. He's a little bit of an underdog, got a chip on the shoulder. And he's got a little bit of a, a flair for the moment as well. And he shoots pretty good from three. I mean, that's important important too, right? I mean, 39% this year. And he, he gives has a lot of assists as well, 6.6. So I'm overpaying. Get him on my squad. Let's win a chip. I and, he's, and he's only 26, so there you go. I'm going to send you another young guy. He finished third for Rookie of the Year, Kendrick Nunn. Ooh. I'm going to give you some numbers. In the bubble. I'm just going to stop you right there. I love Kendrick Nunn. So we are overpaying Kendrick Nunn. You know, you know, as a Miami Heat fan and me hitching my wagon to that band, that bandwagon right there, Kendrick Nunn, you can have my money. You can have my money. Undrafted. A young guy. So much to prove. You can have my money, Kendrick Nunn. Do you want any numbers on him? No. No. I'll tell you right now. Bonafides take, trust me, all right? You could Google Kendrick Kendrick Nunn's numbers on your own, all right? He's worth it. Worth every penny. All right, DeWald, I'm going to send you someone. I'm going to send you Victor Oladipo your way. I am Whoa. pumped about this one. He's getting the biggest contract. Whoa! He's my highest paid player, <laughs> what? and it has nothing to do with his basketball what? skills. Uh, Wait, what does that have to do with It's supposed that? to have to do with skills, Mike. Uh, I assume you all missed his appearance on The Masked Singer as oh, Thingamajig. I missed it. That changes things. That's a game changer. He will always hold a place in my heart for his <laughs> would, very... Would there be a contract obligation where he has to like perform events for you? He would be the halftime Halftime show. entertainment. And he's got to sing the national anthem, too. Yep. Okay. It's going to be a busy It'd night like, for Victor. It'd be like high school basketball where you get that one kid who's like, he's got a decent set of pipes, but he's only out there for like six minutes a game. It's just like, come out here and sing the national anthem. All right, Olivia, you, uh, you, you're going to get paid. Uh, Highest paid player on the team. 
Money, money. All right, I'm gonna send you someone from up north. You're getting Norman Powell. Luke. You're giving him all the Raptors. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah some, did, some bench guys. I did, I did notice that by the way, but it's cool. I got plenty of intel on these two guys from watching them destroy the Warriors. Anyways, uh, it's moving overrated, on. and there's injuries <laughs> that also played there. So it was a rough series, Jeff. We, I, I feel you, bro. But <laughs> um, okay, Norman Powell. The thing that concerns, okay, I think I love about him. He can shoot. I mean, who doesn't like that? Forty percent from three. Uh, he's got, he can shoot the free throws. Uh, effective field goal percentage 58. That's good. He's a little bit short, six foot three, but he can get hot. The hell's short about six foot three? <laughs> it's well, crazy. What? He scores like 16 a game. Yeah, no, he scores 16 <laughs> a game. It's it's pretty impressive, and I'm see I've seen him line it up, uh, especially in last year's finals. And I'm saying kind of similar to Fred Van Vliet. If I have if I have a roster that and a salary cap that's willing to overpay for this guy, and I need a shooter, I'm gonna throw a little bit of money at Norman Powell. I let him come off the bench and be a factor, scoring, the, scoring, uh, scoring some buckets. So Van Vliet's your number one. If you strike out on him, you're going to go for Powell. A little, yeah, actually, kind of like that. That's kind of this. Yeah, I feel that. All right, uh, Woody, I'm going to send you someone. Karis LeVert Luke from is Brooklyn, building a team that is poised to lose in the second round. <laughs> uh, Karis LeVert, that's a big nope uh, from me. I'm just not going near any any nets. I understand that the same thing. I mean, uh, Russell looked really good as a net. You have who's the other one? Dinwiddie looked Dinwiddie. good. Karis LeVert, look, I messed around with him on 2K before with my my player. Very unreliable, so 100%. That's gonna be my 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 basis for why I don't want Karis LeVert. Are all your GM moves based on Wrong. my career? Only this one is based <laughs> okay. off of the my career. He was so bad and such I, it was such a toxic environment. Had to request a trade and moved him to New Orleans. And uh, wow. worked did he well. do well? Worked well with the Pelicans oh, so okay. far. Last check, I got kind of caught up in FIFA and UFC four. Uh, Dewald, <laughs> you're gonna get Steph Curry's little brother, Seth. little bro, little Seth. He's also getting overpaid. Oh! Yeah, give him the money. Go Curry. I mean, if I give him more than he's worth, then he'll probably like me more, which means I could probably meet Steph Curry then. Give me, give me a number. <laughs> I want to compare it to his actual contract. 100% angling for oh, Steph. He's getting easily $40 million a year. Whoa! Oh. No, no, no. He's yeah, only making eight a year. He shook his head after he said that. Get out of here. Yeah. He, just, he doesn't even believe that. He can have... Less than that, sorry. <laughs> All right, 39. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a half. Yeah. Uh, Luke, what do you think about Steven Adams? Oh. Yeah, Steven Adams. Fifth the, in rebounding in the wow. playoffs, fourth in field goal percentage. Night. Be careful. The, the, the Aquaman. Uh, I, I like Steven Adams. Let that be on the record. I yes. mean, I, I like the guy. He was a real uh, factor in the playoffs against the Warriors, and he's just that attitude guy. He tough. kill you with his bicep. Down low, yeah. And, he, and the thing I like, maybe, uh, uh, Frank, you mentioned the rebounds. I believe you, you uh, mentioned some other great stuff, but he can score around the bucket. You know, he's not a uh, stiff, unathletic big man. He, he can do all the stuff that those guys do, plus be kind of fluid around the hoop and get you some buckets. Yeah, uh, I'm overpaying in the right circumstance. Give me some Steven Adams. There you go. Do we have time for one more? Yeah. All right, I'm going to send you guy your way. Dort. Lugens Dort. Oh, Lugens your boy. Lugens Dort. Who's he played My for? My boy. He's a rookie in Oklahoma. Oh, no. He averages okay, see, uh, nine okay, points. I don't even know who he is. So I'm gonna, I'll def- tell you a little bit. Uh, he averages nine points, five rebounds, and an assist. He shoots 30% from the floor. No. 22 from three. Oh. Why is he trending? <laughs> I was today years old when I learned about this Because exactly, <laughs> he holds hard into eight for 34 shooting in the series, and now they're tied 2-2. Two, two. Oh, man. So you're basically asking me to pay for an Andre Robson. He is the new Andre or, Robinson of Robinson or whatever, Robinson or whatever. Harden sucks against him. I yeah. understand that, but no. 
Okay. No, I need more production on the offensive side, man, especially in today's game. Bear in mind, he's 21 and he's a rookie. I'm staying away from him still. 22% from three, and he's shooting right. 30% from the floor. Mm-hmm. Can he use his offhand? That's a good batting average. No, it's Can a good batting average, Frank. We're, we're talking about playing basketball. You're here. wrong. I would give Dort part ownership of my team. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I wow. love Dort. No, I ain't paying, I ain't paying whatever Mr. Dort is. I ain't paying him. I, mean, I think Frank just likes saying his name, I'm right? Saying I do like saying his yeah. name. All right, last one, DeWall. I'm going to give you a guy. I'm going to give you Hassan Whiteside. Bear in mind, this guy got one defensive player no, of the no, year no, no, vote. No, 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 let him go, let him go, let him go. Let him pick Hassan Whiteside on his own. All right. We'll, we'll tell him how wrong he is. Go ahead. Tell me about Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Uh, he'll also be overpaid. Golly, Mike. <laughs> he was already overpaid in real life. Oh, he's been overpaid every stop he's had. Again, not for his basketball skills, his social media skills. Uh, very, very good bubble tweeter. We got shooters. Remember that video yeah, when he signed that. with the Trailblazers? And then like, he bricked a three. <laughs> Nobody wants to play with you, Hassan. Go home. Take your ball and go home. My favorite part is Portland got so interesting the second they benched him for Nurkic when yeah. he was healthy. Nothing says that you're just a terrible player. Like, And look at what happened to the Heat as soon as he left. Just instantaneous, like, boom, but taken off. This was the notes I wrote for Hassan Whiteside. A key in beating the Lakers in game one. Oh. Fancy. <laughs> That's what I wrote as a positive. That's it. That's it. That's all he's got. And he got one defensive player of the year vote. Jesus. Some asshole voted him second. They just weren't watching basketball. Oh, wow. <laughs> and whoever that was, shame on you. Tell him how you really feel. That's amazing. Do you have any more players left for No, that's it. Okay. Luke, I just want to make this comment. You're you're a terrible GM, with all due oh. respect, sir. With well, all due you, respect. you have to look. You I'm assuming for the, the, Mike was clearly trolling this segment, which is fine because he's overpaying for uh-huh, everybody. Uh-huh. He's just gonna smile at him nice. Late on. Know. But I'm he saying, wants to meet the cool guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay these guys to meet their cool friends. That's what we're gonna do. That was Mike's strategy. No, you got a bunch of C plus players that you're trying to put on your team, Luke. I got an issue with it. I got an issue. with you it. You wouldn't pay well, for Fred VanVleet? No, yeah, it depends on depends on what wow. you have on your squad. Uh, like I think if, you're wrong. I would. Pay for I told you the object of it as GM is to try and get as much talent as possible for the lowest price. So now, of course I'm going to try and underpay all these guys unless you're one of the 10, 10 in the league that deserve to get overpaid. Now basketball is a weird enough sport where you can add a guy that's not necessarily like a superstar and he's going to push that team over the edge. It's just that kind of sport. Hey, you know, hey, Jeff, I'll pick you number one overall next time. You got the Thank height, you. baby. Thank you. I was going to say, I took an extreme issue with you saying 6'3 is kind of small. <laughs> Excuse me. I do like, though, that you paid a small fortune for Kendrick Nunn. Oh, <laughs> I would. I would. I will say, that's the yeah, go ahead and read off Kendrick Nunn's stats. Um, well, I mean, he finished there for rookie of the year. He has decent stats. The bubble stats I have on him was that he shot 31% from the floor in the bubble. <laughs> 21% from three. Oh, better than Dort. No, nope. Dort's Dort. 22. Oh. <laughs> no, he's got 1% higher than Dort. And the problem with none was uh, against Indiana in the first round, he played 14 minutes all in game four. He did not. He was not in the rotation. See, the first they got to put games. him in the rotation if you're trying to get the most juice out of that squeeze. They put you know Drogic in the higher rotation, and it, Drogic went nothing off. Nothing wrong with Drogic. Either so it's I heard it's Dragic, not Dragic. By the way, Dragic. Dragic. Is that a soft G or a hard G? Journalism guys. Sounds like Jokic. That's all. Nope. <laughs> no. Your picks gave, your picks gave me Jokic. <laughs> Thank you very much. Dragon. All right. So fantasy football is creeping closer and closer, and it seems that we're gonna get this. 
football well, football season itself is creeping closer and closer, which means de facto fantasy football season is almost here. I have been approached, humble brag, by a couple different people to be in their fantasy football leagues. And while it makes me feel very cool and included, thank you, I am unsure about the completion of the season. So I am staying away. So I'm going to play Cynic here, and I'll let, I'll let you guys attack me or agree, if you think, because... When I, some issues I have with the NFL season being everybody's going to be very excited for the first four weeks. Without a doubt, we're going to be engrossed. I will be sitting there. I will be watching the games. The only difference is, is that I'm starting to wonder middle of the season when you have like week six through week 12, for example, right? You have a bunch of 22-year-old, 23-year-old, 24-year-old, 25-year-old guys that are going to be you know, young, mid-20-year-olds 20, 20 at some point throughout the season, as much as you want to say that they're disciplined and whatnot. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Hell, you even had Lou Will stopping by Magic City to pick up some wings. Yeah. And, be a vet. and Lou Will's been around for a while. He's in his 30s. You Smart think he, guy. He would know better, yes. <laughs> so, and then I also look at... What happens when teams start getting eliminated from the playoffs, right? So let's say like week 10, and maybe you're right. At, maybe Stafford's giving you some points, but the Lions are playing like poop, and they're 2-8. and eight. And then all of a sudden, hey, he gets COVID, or one of his wide receivers gets COVID, or all of a sudden there's a COVID outbreak on one of the teams because they're eliminated. Somebody got relaxed and didn't take this seriously. And I don't know if the NFL players are still going to be guaranteed um, game checks if they miss for COVID. It doesn't. It's a very repressive league, so I don't think they would do that. Well, but not, they, they're, 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 they're at least getting a pay cut. They're gonna get. They'll get paid, but not until after the season. They won't get game checks, I believe, Jeff. Okay, so like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is let's say I make an NFL season, or I make an NFL team, and they're paying me three million dollars for the season, and I get however many that much that nomination is on game checks. Well, what happens if I'm there for you know uh, 13 out of 16 weeks? I'm okay to play, but three weeks I had COVID. Am I gonna get compensated at a discounted rate for that for those three weeks? Not sure. We have exactly. To look at the NFL. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be. Certain. That's my question with the NFL players: is how many of these guys are going to get laxed and loose and just be like, well, if I'm already getting my money and we've been eliminated from the playoffs, you know, maybe I will be a little bit more reckless this week. And all of a sudden, now half the team's got COVID, right? And it's mm. not like I know they've expanded the rosters, but it's not going to be like baseball where they just have this excess of bodies that they could just pull up because you know you look at somebody like the Miami Marlins where it's like, well, their Double A team got COVID. Looks like we're going to have to pull up the Single A boys for a week, you know. <laughs> You can't do that with the NFL. Win. You can't do that with the NFL, though, and that's what I'm saying. Is like, well, I was we were talking to somebody in the office. Uh, I was talking to somebody in the office. Blake saying that they're going to have a 10-team league. Each they've expanded the bench, which is cool, and the injury reserve. And each team's going to have three quarterbacks. So you're going to have two quarterbacks <laughs> floating around on the waiver wire that you can use. And I don't know. I just I'm not 100% certain about this. Next year, I'm 100% back in. But this year, I'm cautiously optimistic. Am I making the right decision, boys? No. I say yes. A good year for a good year for Fanduel. Yeah, I say yes. All right, you go ahead, Luke. Well, I mean, I just uh, I, I pretty much agree with what Jeff. I, it was Jeff is talking about, and you know, by and large, there's going to be I feel some kind of disruption in, during the season with the COVID. So, if you're looking for a year that's normal where you can you know count on every game being played, this is not that year. So maybe take a week by week, get a little Fanduel going. There's no NFL bubble, man. Like if there's a bubble that they could promise me and guarantee me that tests were going, and then you not not even that. Just think about what happened with the Steelers a week ago. Right where they had what was that six false positives? Hmm. So now you're going to tell me that guys no, be, Stafford had a false positive, yeah. yeah. And you also be thinking about guys that like, oh, so now they think they have it, but they don't, so they had to miss anyway. But you know, but then that's not even accounting for the guys that do have it and they don't get tested, or you know, they they slip by the test somehow. I'm just saying, I'm very confused on it. But Frank, why am I making the wrong decision? <clears throat> 
Do not ask what your country can do for you, <laughs> but what you can do for your country. Oh, I'm all ears. We've I'm standing had up for this. fires, pandemic, World War Three, the death of Kobe. Mm. It's been a terrible R. year. Stand by your country by standing by the national. I don't know pastime. what you call it. Him pastime. He's starting to sound like one the of the national pastime. <laughs> it's not baseball. It's barely football. It's <laughs> fantasy football. Is the pastime? I just, I'm, uh, you don't give me through answers. thick and thin, for better and worse, you're married to this country and you're married to fantasy football. Give me, give Man. me a reason as to why, why that, like you think that it's going to work. Why they're going to be able to play the entire season? I don't think that's Frank's argument. He just, that's <laughs> not my argument. I have no idea if it's going to work yeah. or not. But you know, and and all this craziness, and I'm waking up every morning and there's smoke surrounding my house, and I got to drive through it. It's nice to message a couple of guys about potential trades and waiver pickups. Oh, so just you're just add some more just a distraction. See, for me, it would just be something that I feel like would heighten reality too much because, you know, I log on one week and all of a sudden my star wide receiver's out on the depth chart for two weeks because he's testing positive for COVID. And oh, so that's that's going to push you over the edge, Jeff? I'm yeah. just, you know. <laughs> but that puts you in a, an interesting betting pool yeah. of the COVID pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Win your money back in my fantasy league by drafting 10 guys who you think you'll get COVID. <laughs> really, that's, uh, a little COVID side so bet. Morbid to think about is like, yeah. Oh, by the way, we're just gonna have a sick pool. Like, hey, really have symptoms? Not on my team, but I'm definitely cheering for him to get sick because I need that to. That's like the ultimate parlay right there. Is trying to get that to land. Oh, hey, join my fantasy league. Getting it's the there. guys who are on. COVID. It used to be the injury pool, but we're changing it up for 2020. Man, speaking of that, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Uh, what would happen? Uh, it would be a lot of fun of. Rosters were depleted, and we're just gambling money on people we never heard of. Let's get some of that. That's Capri what you're. Pips. That's what you're doing Capri in baseball Pips. right now. True. It, it, you know, have to. No, have Bryce to. Harper's still striking out. <laughs> Mike Trout still producing, but He's nobody's paying fingers. attention. Yeah, They're, they got seven wins. Nobody's looking. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy <laughs> with football, looking. man. I don't. I don't know. Well, I'm I'm bummed though. I think you. I think you would have been pushed towards fantasy if. Like, if you were into fantasy basketball, you would have done it with what they've done. Because it just it seems like it works. But that's that's the thing is that the, there's a bubble. You can guarantee NFL me... NFL hasn't done anything. How many positive tests have they had in the bubble, in the NBA bubble? Like, uh, 10? Uh, less yeah. than 10? No, it was a lot. A, a lot? I think it was less than 100, huh. but it was in the high Mike, can we get a fact check on that real quick? Just the NBA bubble positive COVID test. Thanks, Mike. Pronto, ASAP, stat, thank you. And type faster. And <laughs> do it, do it. Yeah, I'm just curious is because you. that's the thing with baseball and football is they're saying we're going to throw caution to the wind. We have the bodies to fill the jerseys after there. And that does me no good for my fantasy team. The only thing. As a gambler, I can get on board with that because I'm still betting teams and spreads. But when it comes to, hey, I need this person to perform but they're going to be out for two weeks and the and that team is just kind of like, oh, well, oh, too bad. You know, We're just going to find somebody else to fill them in. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Frank. The, I would say the only thing football's really taken care of in terms of COVID was they drafted online. Yes, the virtual, yeah. virtual like, draft. And maybe maybe and they've taken a little better care at training camps. but Everyone gave them such applause for that. Oh, they did such a good job. Well, yeah. fine. You, can, you can test people that come into your practice facility, and that's fine. But I don't think you're getting the results back on a, on a magic turnaround like that. So even then, you're still you're operating with results that are a day old. They're assuming the rest of the country is going to be doing an amazing job of prevention on Which this. Which is just yes. so... The bold assumption when you have inconceivably three teams in Miami? Intergalactically uh, in stupid. Three. 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 You have Tampa <laughs> Bay, Jacksonville, and Miami. And that's the hot spot of it. You have also have three over... Well, 
two are in New Jersey, but you have you have three up in that New Jersey, New York area as well. You have four. Oh, up, sorry, Luke. You got three teams in California. <laughs> you know, four. Who's the fourth? The uh, Chargers. Oh, yeah, yeah that's hilarious. Don't forget them. Who's the fourth team? Uh, Rams. Chargers. And? Chargers, Rams, Niners. Niners, Raiders. No. Oh. The Raiders oh. Are- oh. oh. Yeah, okay. Thank you very wow. much, guys. I was oh. so leading him down that path. Like, oh, this guy really thinks that the Raiders are still in California. We're just going to pour salt on Luke's wound. Just, just to pour a little salt. That's fine. <laughs> Wow! I'll be dude, all right. Wow! I hey, keep making to, that mistake. I'm going to Vegas, baby. When this is over, believe you me. It doesn't oh. help. Every time I talk about the Raiders with Luke in the office, I always say Oakland. Yeah, <laughs> it just hurts. You don't even correct me anymore. Dwell, do we have an That's updated joke. number on, on the, the, the positive tests in the bubble? Twenty-five. Oh, well, yeah. this oh, was a hundred. A hundred. This may have been pre-bubble. I said less though. than a hundred, so it was I, right. It was as they were going into the. Bubble. I think it was You're only not two wrong. post-bubble. <laughs> two post-bubble? Yeah, I think these were all pre-bubble. The twenty-five. Okay, I thought it was more like seventy-five. Yeah. yeah well, you know, again, less than a hundred is still not technically wrong. But you're definitely not technically right either. So you know, on the fantasy front, uh, one more thing, guys. I'm I have to admit, I'm personally using this as a vacation. I've been playing fantasy football Dude, for a long time, for like five straight years. And it's I need, taxing. I well, more try fifteen or twenty. Uh, it's just because you've been older than me for after, longer. It doesn't they, count. They, <laughs> I'm a man. I'm forty. But yeah, I need a vacation from this. It takes it takes a lot of my attention. What what is uh, up with that? Yeah. I, I, I'm actually I'm gonna pin you on that because Please you're do. not because Ask you're not more. just playing. I'm gonna interject here real quick, Luke, because you're not just playing one league. Tell me one person that plays fantasy football where they're just like oh yeah i just have the one team yes psychopath you always have minimum two no it's not Sometimes that no Luke, of four. i think you rock one i rock i go back to between one and two but it's mainly one but i had a guy a high school friend dalton shout out to you and he dropped out this year no, i don't shout think out to due to covid reasons but you he's don't just get like, that shout out dalton we're fatigued. taking that back yeah that's he's my, like i am fatigued that's my guy i, I feel i feel your boy right he there. hasn't won yeah he gets close he crushes the regular season and then oh. he loses in the first round of the playoffs so we have the dalton choke award for him oh, oh no no wonder and he's then not I playing. give a little <laughs> nfl fantasy trophy to whoever that's chokes rough, the hardest dude because i'm like in the same boat where it's like i do really well in the in the regular season and then as we inch closer to playoffs it kind of dips a little bit and then you have one bad week well i can finagle through the first second Round of the playoffs, but I get to the semifinals, and that's just that's where the roadblock is. And it's that's just not like, a choke job, though. It hurts when it's year after year. Oh, but I want hurts. you to go into the fatigue it, of it is a, football. Not even the bridesmaid. Okay, I'm there, in the bridal party. There's two factors. Two factors. One, I play to win, baby. That means I have to spend a lot of time on it. But number two, Woo! but number two, uh, it's the Raiders coverage I do, guys. It's kind of hard. You know, I'm sitting there. I got to focus on the Raiders game watch the whole thing, write about it after the game. It pretty much wipes my whole Sunday. So it's tough to keep up on top of the fantasy football as well. Even what if though, you yeah. play with only Raiders? I was just about to say, you only draft Raiders, and that way it makes it so much easier for you to track everything. You guys are you guys are speaking my language on that one. I gotta say, it's, you, uh, you strike me as the type of guy who would have about four Raiders on your Josh roster. Josh Jacobs was getting fantasy. Let me just say that I did I did draft Denarius Moore in the first round. Hard so. defense and special teams, maybe the kicker. <laughs> right. you know, you might, you might I've done it. Wide receiver. Or Waller, oh, they have the, they have rugs. Yeah, that that might be fun in fantasy. First round. Oh, Darren Waller's actually hella good. Well, was I don't know about this year. We'll uh, see. You know, hey, you know, he he had a hella good year. No, I'm just saying you don't know because you have to take into account that there's not, uh, maybe Darren Waller the the, the lack year. of a training camp type mm-hmm. deal and the the OTAs and all the mini camps and all that stuff. I'm just saying guys that are joining new teams don't. I don't think they're going to be as nearly as successful as people think they are. Like we're just riding. He's up. not joining a new team. I know, but that's right. This is I'm kind of contradicting joining my own point here. Joining a new city. Well, yes. Vegas, so maybe a little <laughs> bit of paradise. homesickness or culture shock because Las Vegas and Oakland. You think he's gonna get off the get off the wagon? Not he's so sober. Same, he's in Vegas now. Is that what you're saying? No, oh, no. I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying oh, it's no. a different type of life out there. In he's Vegas. living in Vegas. Is like 
Damn, I wish it was Oakland. I'm under the impression that stuff closes in Oakland, right? Uh, Vegas and Miami, the two places on the continental United States where Breaking I feel like... Breaking news, Woody's calling out. Darren Waller a drunk. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying there's a lot of temptations in, this, in Sin City, man, and none of True. those temptations close. It is open 24 hours a day. Stop on by, spend uh, your money, and enjoy your time. That's all. I it's, can't believe there's a whole franchise there. Have a, have a little bit of concern, that's all. That's I'm concerned. I'm just a little worried. Is are certain guys going to be able to to hold it together? And that goes back to what I was saying about COVID. With you got a bunch of mid twenty year olds. Nice. You know, can nice. they can they keep it together during the season? If you were going to be tempted uh, to break COVID rules, in biggest like, strip club in, it's, in Vegas. It's That's Vegas. Where I'm going. <laughs> Even just for the casinos and all that. Well, I would have said Miami before, but now there's like a real COVID threat in Florida. So yeah, Vegas <laughs> is de facto where I go because it's closer to. I could probably get a Southwest flight for like seventeen dollars at this rate. <laughs> Just They'll pay you seventeen dollars yeah, exactly. to fly that. Except the Come flight on. attendant is flying the plane. Yeah, the pilot doesn't oh, no. want anything to do with nope. <laughs> No pilot, bags fly free. We hope you make it there. <laughs> All right, gents. New segment alert. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a good good noise. We don't have a club horn. Anyway, that was some big production right there. <laughs> yes. Well, we got some planned. <laughs> yeah. So, parlay bets. Betting is a big thing. You heard me make comments about it before. I have a crack on my screen there. Uh, there's very limited sports to pick from today because we're in the middle of protests, which is fine. That's or demonstrations, if you will, if they're planned protests. I don't know if they're really protests, but semantics. Anyway, I'm looking at this as we speak. The Mets and Yankees are playing game one right now. This parlay will only be for Friday, so if you're listening back to this on Saturday or Sunday, you're more than welcome to go back and check the scoreboards and just be like, wow, he was wrong. But <laughs> if you're listening to this beforehand, there is still plenty of time to put down a parlay on on some baseball here. And your boy gets a little reckless because I like to micro bet, right? Like some people micro dose, I micro bet. So I put $5 down on a seven-game parlay with a chance to turn around like 75 bucks. So when he says five, you guys put down 500. Yes. And you fade me and fade me the other way because that's, that's going to be the only way you're going to make some money off of this, right? But I'm looking at today's baseball games, and there's a couple sleepers here. All I'm going to say, and this is uh, the Give me the lines. Pirates. Give me the Pirates. No, me I, the pirates. I will say hand up. Frank has given me, given me shit for that. <laughs> pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, one of my sleeper teams. Worst team in baseball. Oh, no. Worst well, team Boston, in baseball. Boston might take that spot. That's true. Uh, but then you look over at the Buffalo-Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto Buffalo International Committee of Blue Jays, middle-of-the-road team. So I will say Mediocre. <laughs> one for two is very good and in baseball. Very make, good in baseball. To make the playoffs, you only have to be mediocre this year. Exactly, because there's so many teams. Although, shout-out to the Giants. You get you get mini-swept by the Dodgers in, in a, by a doubleheader in the same day, and you go from being that last team in to the first team out. Just looking at that, just, oh, no, it's so frustrating. So tires. I hate it. All right, so going on to the parlay. I'm going to go money line, because anytime I bet runs, if you bet the run line, that's sketch. Run lines for me, I like to hop in on in the, the fifth or sixth inning when I live bet. It's very shysty of me to do it, but I do it. So this is just 100% money line plays today, right? Atlanta Smart. Braves playing the Philadelphia Phillies. I got the Braves at plus 122. So your your odds might be a little different. I am playing Bavada. Thank you. Shouts out to Bavada. They're unofficial sponsor of the podcast because I'm dropping <laughs> that name right now. i got to pick it up. Then I go over to... The Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. Fun fact, Jorge Castellanos hit a home run last night. I didn't hear the audio, so I don't know if we got an apology with it. That would have been amazing. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Castellanos just went yard again. Yes, I did. So, uh, just call back to my own joke, because I feel like I didn't get enough love. So... (laughs) 
There we I go. Just, you said Castellanos. I'm like, yeah, I can't yeah, read Kostia, that somewhere. Castellanos went yard, and I just wanted to hear the audio on the home run call because I think that would have been amazing. Anyway, I'm going the Cubs minus 137. So we got the Braves plus 122, Cubs minus 137. Then you scroll down, and it's a battle of Florida. Mm. The Tampa Bay Rays versus the Miami Marlins. And this one is the one where I'm not going to lie, this could be the make or break with the parlay It sounds here. like it. Miami Marlins are plus 130, playing at home. Now, the Rays are good. The Rays, Rays are good. good. Rays are good. Breaking news. Tampa Bay Rays are good. But the Miami Marlins, oh. it just, it doesn't, it, it's it's one of those things where I don't, I can't explain it. Whoever they throw out there just finds a way to produce when they need to. So, with that being said, I'm taking the Rays minus 150 because uh, I just don't trust the Miami Marlins. So, in Jeter, we don't trust. No, we don't trust the Jeets. Sorry. Jeter. Anyway, all right. So I got three more games here, and then we'll we'll tally this up real quick. So then you got the Nationals versus the Red Sox. Max Scherzer on the bump, minus 164 for the Nationals. Need I say any more? In fact, say less. I will. <laughs> all right. Then you move down to the Padres versus the Rockies. Is oh. there a hotter team in baseball right now than the San Diego Padres? No. No, thank you. Tatis. Just answer my question. Minus 106, take the Padres over the Rockies. Rockies they're, minus 114. They're the best thing in baseball. Now, they're playing at Coors, which is a little, you know, whatever. That's fine. I, I lied. There's two more games here. You're going to take the A's minus 110 against the Astros. Astros nice. can't play without knowing what pitchers are coming. Wow. So, you are I, taking the A's in A's that. are a hot, hottest team in baseball. And then we'll wrap it up here with the second pick. That might be a question mark. But if you hit, you hit, and you feel like a genius... The San Francisco Giants. Oh, here we go. With the lefty Tyler Anderson on the mound. Plus 160 against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And after getting embarrassed by the Dodgers in two straight back-to-backs double, and, and a doubleheader, this team had won six games in a row at one point. All right, you gotta How get many back. did the Shark win? Got to get back on the wagon. Who's the Shark? Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, well, he's been, he, I'm pretty sure he's been on the DL, right? That's the definition. Uh, of is that how the wins I happen? think he's on the quote-unquote DL. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just sat him down. They're just like, you sit like, this yeah, one Yeah, I there think you your hip's sacked enough, isn't it? <laughs> All right, so in the micro-betting nature, I'm putting down $5 mm. with a chance to win $491.95 on this parlay, kids. Holy smokes. All right, we ain't playing around. Now, if you put 500 down, I mean, just saying. If you did, if you put 500 <laughs> down, we're just saying don't, but you, you, you could, could. You could, you could. You could. So the, just to recap, called gambling, the parlay, I, that's not advisable at all. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So yeah, just to recap, the parlay is the Braves plus 122, the Chicago Cubs minus 137, the Tampa Bay Rays minus 150, Nats minus 164, the Padres one, <laughs> minus 106. A's minus 110 and the Giants plus 160. There's a lot of favorites in there, but you got to take the underdog at the start and the finish and then just hope it goes chalk the rest of the way through. So you it, you will know because I will be tweeting about this tonight. How's, uh, how's Bumgarner doing this year? Oh. I haven't been following the Diamondbacks. My no. fantasy team he's, can tell you it's a disaster. That's a, that's a, How's he doing? Well, he's Source, about 80 Earth, he's also on the quote-unquote deal. Why I would saw you do he that? Why would you just... The first two games. Was, mm. He brought that up out of malice. That's what that was. That's unfair and uncalled for. What, bring up Bumgarner? I'm just yeah. curious yeah, about the, the former Giant. He just did it just to rub some salt in the wound. That's all. You're lucky, you got, you're lucky he's gone. I'm going to live bet the you, Yankees right now. If he was on your team, your Giants, you would be crying for him to leave just like Brandon Belt. No, I've been crying for plenty of people to leave. Bumgarner would be in that group. Look at this. It's time to cut. Well, no, Belt played well the past couple of games, so I got to get off that soapbox for a little bit. Crawford, get him out of here. Sandoval, oh. get him out of here. Oh. Pence, gone. Already oh. been gone. Who's the other one? Um, I'm blanking on the OGs from the team. It Post, was 
Posey. Cody oh. Ross. Yeah, no, he's been Cody yeah, Ross. Posey too. Posey, I love you. No, but you, you gotta go. You can't Triple kick OG. Posey off. Oh, well, it's, it's gotta happen. It has to happen. No, Posey gets to stay as long as he wants. Gotta move on from them. All right. So that's the parlay. Good luck on the parlay. Good luck to me. Get that money. We'll check back in uh, a week from now, and we'll see if it worked. Okay. And then I'll have another. Did you parlay write it with down? I mean, you have it. I have it. I'll, yeah. And I'm gonna tweet. Definitely tweet okay. about it. You'll be. This will be one of those things where it starts in about uh, three hours. I so will join you on this for football season. Three hours. My parlay. I'm not starts. gonna waste That'll my be, five dollars in dude, baseball. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that once basketball comes back, I do a decent job of basketball on the weekend. It's the weekday betting that I that I screw up. But on the weekends, I'm usually really good about. Well, that's it. what this is for. That Friday exactly. podcast. Exactly. You want to you want to hit on this right here? I'll get you. Look at that. If I hit almost five hundred dollars in this account, I may quit this podcast. You'll never. I'll take that five hundred dollars and All run. Right. So I'm rooting, we're rooting against I you. Would, now. I would not. I would not. This do week that. on oh, the tripod, I would come back and I, you know what I would do is I would take that five hundred. I just throw it in your faces. Just oh, follow me. This is your can't miss. Oh, why don't? Why didn't you listen to me? You tried to fade me. Ha ha ha. Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates for life. <laughs> no. Notice how they were omitted from that parlay. <laughs> And it's been a minute, but the segment is back. It's time for another movie review thus far. And while Frank tried to call me out last night in the group text, what did he say? Actually, what was the exact word verbiage that you um, used? I've been calling you out this for a while. And if you review some generic action crime thriller, I will roast you on air. To which I replied, this is a pre-recorded product, so it won't be on air, but that's semantics. So uh, let me let me explain my case real quick. Yeah, go ahead. When Woody was pitching this bit Hijack to, to uh, Luke and I... Um, <laughs> He was like, guys, check this out. I have broken the Netflix algorithm. I did. They don't know what to send my way. <laughs> I do I've broken this. it. There are a there's a lab of people trying to figure out what to send Woody. Nerds. And then we do the segment and we get a lot of what did I call them? Generic Generic action crime crime thrillers. <laughs> I think Netflix nailed you. So oh. let's see if you change it up. Phrasing. All right, so what do you got? I will say this. This is a movie from 2019. Drunk Parents. There you go. This is actually uh, just an autobiography. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like my parents. I, shout out to them. Oh, I thought we were talking about Baby Jeff. Anyway, so 3.8 on the IMDb. Zero out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. These Whoa! people know nothing of what they are talking about. Nothing of what they are talking about. Drunk Parents is a 2019 American comedy film directed by Fred Wolf. The film stars Alec Baldwin, Salma mm-hmm. Hayek, Joe Manganiello. I know who he is. I just can't pronounce his last name. Jim Gaffigan and Ben Platt. Just what? to name a few. I heard right? Salma Hayek. I'm into it. What? Okay. So here's the here's the uh, here's the plot. Frank and Nancy Teagarten are facing a series of financial crises. Frank's one successful company is about to go bankrupt. Their house is in Sounds foreclosure. Like and they have just sent their daughter, Rachel, to an Ivy League college that they can't possibly afford. Desperate, they try to sell everything they own and rent to anyone with money, including, unbeknownst to them, a convicted sex offender, all while drowning their sorrows in red wine. I'm telling you, I watched the first 10 minutes. King Cu- Kid Cudi makes an appearance, a, a cameo as a So it's like driver. sideways, if sideways was good. I, maybe, I don't know, but it's no, just... I'm it's I Like I said, I only made 15 minutes through, but this is definitely going to get a, a finish the movie. Dude, it was late last night, all right? I told you, the whole premise... When I uh, remember back, call back, when I pitched the idea, I said, I'm going to watch a movie every Thursday night after Inside the NBA. I fall asleep oh. to a movie, right? And we ain't got the Inside the NBA for obvious reasons, but last night was still a long night. 
So I only got 15 minutes into the movie. That but would I, be bad on the Jeff scale, though. But I highly, but I, no, well, I was tired. But that's what I'm saying. I highly recommend this because I made it through the scene with Kid Cudi. I was like, damn, that's funny. He played a repo guy on a tow truck, and he's like, I'm gonna be back for this in a week if you haven't made the payment on the car that they they loaned. They were loaning like a Volvo SUV, and it was getting getting taken away. It's just, the concept of the movie's funny. I know that Alec Baldwin and Salma Hayek from what I remember before I fell asleep, their chemistry in the five minutes that they were on screen together was actually really good. How so, old is Alec Baldwin? It's a good question. How old is old Alec Baldwin? Gotta be 50, What are you laughing at the computer for, Mike? You reading reviews of the movie or what? I, I'm just amazed. The, the cast is stacked and it no is. one's ever heard of this it movie. It is. It's a, it's a low-key loaded, Wait, is, loaded it a, is it a Netflix-made movie? Uh, I think so, maybe. Okay. Alec Baldwin also 62. Woo! Day before my birthday is his birthday. Oh. 62. Hey, did you guys hang out? Heck Yeah. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, also a very decent looking 62, I will say that. So, for whatever that means, I just aged well. When you take into account the other the other Baldwins and everything that they had going on in that Whoa, person, what I'd have are you to agree. I just I'm taking shots at the Baldwins unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I apologize to the Baldwin family. You guys are a bunch of what do they call those? Um, Nepotism? Thespi- no, thespians. The thespians. Modern day thespians. Thank You're you. Being I appreciate nepotism. I appreciate everything they've done. Nepotism is inheriting through. No, that'd be like if. My son came on and just got a spot on the well, podcast. Well, family, but yeah. If I had a son, yeah. So, Mike is very impressed with the cast here. I have so many questions. Well, Go ahead. Again, Shoot. with a cast that big, why does this only have five reviews from <laughs> the shadiest blogs I've never heard of? I'm just telling you, man. It's one of those sneak ones that was made last year. Common I got, I Sense Media. I got to look up to awards real quick. Oh, that's right. The poster. Tell us how cool the what poster is. What is it called again? Drunk, Drunk, Drunk Parents. Drunk Parents. Common Sense Media says... Unfunny dark comedy leans on cursing and molestation jokes. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, hey, hey. By the way, Hoo-ha. since we recorded this podcast, it's gone up 0.1 on the IMDb. <laughs> Is that a 3.9? Yes. Yes. Oh, Sama looks you great are, on the poster. You are rallying people around. Um, do you have the Do you have the poster? I have the poster. I don't have. There's no awards. I gotta pee really bad, Frank. So that's why. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. 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 All right. Well, he's got nothing on the poster. What I'm do you got? What do you got, Dwald? I'm seeing like multiple posters. I got. I, I got some over here. I I think this may also be a quad pod review. This uh-huh. is from Cinemalog. Audiences might need to be inebriated as well. <laughs> For a chance of enjoying, this I may movie. or may not have been inebriated last night while I was falling asleep. That is for the for me to know and the world to find out. So, but yes, check out Drunk Parents. I highly recommend it on Netflix. That uh, it definitely gets a, fin- a thumbs up. You got to finish it from me. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay. I know what I'm doing tonight. All right, so that'll do it for us. We will be back again next Friday. All things uh, considered, if everything. Plays uh, plays nice, Mother Nature. We've been dealing with wildfires here. We've been yeah, it. jump the uh, jump Thank the line, you, Mike, for everything that you did covering the wildfires. You made my Why? job a lot easier. Uh, Very being in reliable. Studio and dealing with everybody so I did want to give you the shout out because I do joke around us being big J journalists but you were very responsible and you got your shouts out from not only KCBS but people around the county so props to you sir for yeah, what Mike. you did. <laughs> Thank you sir. Yeah, no problem. Good times. He's like, I know, I hate my life. And then, uh, thank <laughs> I hate you, it every single thank second Thank you, Jeff, it. for uh, using your Twitter to call um, out people who are, you know, you get your Trump points. 
Oh, my Patriot points. Patriot points. Patriot, sorry. Hashtag <laughs> Patriot points. Yeah, no, we'll be bringing that back soon. We got to do some more. There was a guy who tried to get in an argument with me about the UFC, and I was just like, bro. Oh, if, with what Dana White just um, said? That too, and it's just like, if the fighters do walk, and it's, I, we'll save it for a different podcast, but it was just like, all right, I, first off, no UFC fighters would walk because all the other promotions can't pay them what the UFC is paying them, but at the same time, if they did, the UFC would be screwed because you're going to be marketing a bunch of lesser talent. That's it in a nutshell. We'll, we'll revisit that topic. But anyway, uh, on behalf of the dudes... We'll be back next Friday. Yeah. Yeah.